Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Pierce, final seconds. Pierce puts it up for the win. Knocks it down. Celtics win. He's in. Patriots win the Super Bowl. Brady has his fifth. Are you ready? The podcast that is your one-stop shop for all your sports talks needs. I'm one of your hosts, Zach D, and with me is my co-host and friend of 10-plus years, Austin, a.k.a. Blair Talks Ball. How are you doing, Austin? I'm good, man. How are you doing tonight, Zach? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, girlfriend's got COVID, so I'm isolating from her, but uh, other, no. other, than that, other than that, I'm doing I'm doing solid. Yeah, um, that's rough, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a whole air mattress bed made downstairs uh, waiting for me once we're done oh, with this. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I get the air mattress bed in the living room. Are you tonight. like bringing, bringing dinner to the door and stuff? I mean, I'm, I'm bringing it into <laughs> the room, but I'm not like... I'm not touching the same things that she does in the same spots or like I'm just dropping it on the bed and then walking out. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. rough. I feel like when, uh, when we had COVID here, it was like when one of us got it, it was like, all right, we're just all going to have it at this yeah. point, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what I thought too. Cause I was like, we, we we're in the same bed and like, she, yeah, I'm pretty sure that she start she started showing someone, sh- excuse me, showing symptoms on Tuesday night and she tested negative yesterday, but positive today. And oh, I tested negative this morning at the same time. So yeah, give it a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Well, I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll text you and I'll be like, yeah, I got it. Yep. Um, hopefully not. Knock on wood. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause I I can't I'm on vacation this week from work but I can't miss the start of next week so, yeah. uh, but uh why don't so like I know I mentioned that it's the one stop shop for everybody's sports talk needs but why don't you explain kind of what we mean by that? Yeah, so we are the sports circle here, so we are gonna go around the whole circle of professional sports, so. Each week, we want to give you guys a one-stop shop, uh, a digestible 45-minute to an hour-long segment covering the, the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, and whatever other sports headlines are around the leagues. Um, and I don't know. You want to just jump right into it? Yeah. Uh, let's, let's tell the people first uh, about the site that we'll be hosting this podcast from uh this brand new podcast is brought to you by our home site couchguysports.com a place where i'm sure you can agree austin the everyday sports fan can come home come to hone their skills on what could be Mm -hmm. their dream job that they're working toward or just an extra hobby talking about the thing they love which is sports and Mm -hmm. it's ran by a very great guy who's flexible and understanding uh, Pat is one of the nicest guys that I've ever like messaged with, talked to. Like I've never met him, but anytime I talk to him, he's always understanding of whatever's going on. Would you agree? 
I would, man. It's a great place to be, and it's a great place for anyone that's just wanting to either contribute to the sports world or just find a place to get all their uh, news and headlines all in one place. So uh, couchguysports.com, definitely check it out. And if it's something that you guys want to pursue and get into the sports writing world, but we're always looking uh, for new writers and to grow the team over there. Yeah, just email. Uh, I believe it's just couchguysports at gmail.com and put in the subject line, like uh, either like looking for work or are you hiring contributors or something like that. And Pat will get back to you whenever he gets a sec. Because just like us, this is not his main job, but it's something he loves and something he runs on the side and does a really good job at it. And tell him the Sports Circle podcast sent you. Yeah, exactly. Do that. <laughs> maybe it'll work out for us too. <laughs> um, but without further ado, let's let's move on in and let's start our kickoff episode with NBA All-Star Weekend. What do you want to touch on first? Do you want to do all-star celebrity all-star game the three-point and dunk what do you think i I just want to start off by saying this all-star weekend was my absolute best betting weekend (laughs) ever i had put out uh, a preview two three days before all-star weekend and successfully picked all four events is my winner. So I, I don't four. know if I call it unprecedented, but all four. It was a good week, man. Damn. Okay. Had, all right. So right. it was good, man. It was a good week. Yeah, I enjoyed I'd say it. So. You know, the, you know, the the All Star Weekend's been getting so much hate. The All Star Game, the Slam Dunk Contest, and you know. I don't hate it, man. And maybe I'm biased uh, because, because I had such a good <laughs> yeah. week. You hit on everything. But, like, I don't mind. This is going to be a casual fan take here. but Okay. I don't mind the lack of defense um, and the pickup game vibe. Okay. Because that's kind of what it is, right? I mean, it's not, um, it's not that the, those Kobe All Star games back in the day where they were going yeah. at it, but you get to you get the three sixty dongs and John Morant throwing it down and Kyrie saucing up. You know yeah, what I mean, if 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 the offense is there, I'm I'm for it. Man. You're for okay. All right. No, I get that. And I while you were saying that I was thinking and I think that people might be a little a little miffed at the no defense because it's supposed to be the the best players in the world technically going head to head. So you would expect to see the best defense being played. But now that you say now, after you said what you said, I'm I'm kind of, I was leaning that way, and now I'm kind of leaning your way. Yeah, because it's if you look at all the other leagues, 
Giants. You know, I mean, the, the Pro Bowl, they're yeah. not playing. Like, that's a, that's flag football. Yeah, that, point, yeah, they've turned it know? into it at this point. Yeah. It, it, it's not it, – and sure, I would love it to be this super competitive thing, right, where it's like a – like a uh, like a team USA kind of thing, right? Where they're like yeah. the best players in the world playing the best ball. But like <clears throat> and it it was a little lackluster this year. Um yeah. But I I think I'm not going to not watch it because they're not playing defense. Sure, w- when it gets down to the fourth quarter, you know, it, it would be nice if they picked it up a little bit. Yeah, or if of it's going to be this way, they just need to put on a show. You know, if it's going to be like this, let, do the one-on-one ISO matchups. Yeah. You know, clear out and let Kyrie cook whoever, right? Yeah, let, go up let, against Dame and, or whatever happens. Right. Uh, yeah, I get that. It's like just kind of you, you take what you can get in a sense. Right, because exactly. like it's it's not going to change, and and at least we're not going to do anything that will make it change. So we just kind of got to roll with the punches, so to speak. And, and just... at the same time, it, it is kind of like a break for these guys too. Good point. We have been going at it all year long. Good you point. Know? And it's like if you can bring and market it correctly and bring this atmosphere of like a feel good almost like a Drew League game with the best players in the world. Yeah. You know, it I I don't hate it. Okay. I, I think that's not what everybody wants. No. I would like to see some more stars in like the slam dunk contest. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a pretty decent weekend. I mean, I thought the the rookie games were pretty entertaining. Yeah. The three point contest was great. Oh, I love, I love the three point contest. That was <laughs> yeah. probably, I fell asleep. I'm going to be honest. I fell asleep before the dunk contest, but, um, you didn't miss I, much on the dunk contest. No, other than Mac McClung, I'm sure I didn't miss Mac much. McClung, I, saw, I saw his yeah. dunks and, and, I don't think there's any touching that anyway, so... Uh, there wasn't, no. no. <laughs> Mac McClung showed out. He carried the dunk contest. I, that's, I'm glad that he yeah, won it. That 720 was just... You're you're not going to beat that. You're not yeah, going to beat that. Yeah. It was literally Vince just Carter. about a 720. Yeah. The the throwback uh, Vince Carter dunk. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. I like... He, I, I was... A, yeah, I was a little disappointed with, like, y- it, it would be nice to see a little star power. You know, yeah. I think the casual NBA fan probably didn't even know who any of those guys were. No, I think that the casual <clears throat> NBA fan knew Kenyon Martin Jr.'s dad, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there wasn't the casual... much from the competition. I mean, no. um, I think... One of them there, I think Jericho Sims, his dunk, one of his dunks was literally just the one, the two-handed hang over the rim dunk. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, come on. At, at this point, especially in the past, like, what, five years since the, um, 
Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine dunk contest, you've got to step it up above yeah. the, the two-handed hands in the rim dunk. Because if you look at the reaction from the stars that were sitting on the sidelines to that dunk and then compare them to Mac McClung's dunks, yeah. you're going to be like, and- did somebody die during those dunks? Like, <laughs> like they're not – they're just straight-faced, silent, and just – but then Mac McClung comes out and does what he does, and you literally have like Donovan Mitchell almost falling out of his chair, and like oh, it needs yeah. to, it needs to be what it was back when uh, who had the camcorder for I think it was Vince Carter's dunk contest and oh, Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Tracy McGrady had the camcorder out. I think it was, and yep. you just you need reactions like that to yep. come alive again. Yeah, and even the. Uh... Was it was it Trey Murphy that did the fifty, the arm with the fifty? I think so. <clears throat> yeah, and like just to see, and I guess, uh, I guess you had some creativity there, but just to see, I don't know if you saw that clip of the camera from up high of the crowd when he did that dunk, and no, just like I don't everyone think so. in the stands, like no one even gets up. Like, really? everyone's just sitting there. Yeah. Like... Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, and that's, like, your final dunk, second place dunk, you yeah. know? And it's... <laughs> yeah. you doing the one arm. Like, it, it, it certainly impressive. Like, all yeah. of these guys were certainly great dunkers, great yeah. athletes. Yeah, um, of course. But, but it just doesn't... It doesn't do the trick, you know? No, like, Even, Mac... Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just, I was just going to say, Mac McClung, like, he's been doing this since, like, he was in high school. He's been, like, a viral sensation with dunking since then. Right. So, like, he's he's been at it, and he, like, already has the creativity under his belt, so I feel like that should have put a fire under under Trey Murphy, Kenyon Martin, Jericho Sims, like, to yeah. to really pull yeah. out all the stops. And it felt right, and it, 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 felt, it felt unfair. You know, like, it, yeah. it felt like Mac McClung just had it from the jump. Like, they weren't even in the realm in, in, yeah, of dunking, that, like, yeah. you like, know. he was on cloud nine, and they were still on planet Earth. Like, Now, let me ask you this. Okay. So, two days before the dunk contest, Mac McClung is a G League player, right? Yeah. He signs a 10-day deal with the Sixers. Yeah. Comes and wins the slam dunk contest. Yeah. Does this get him into the league? Uh, Does he go back to the G League? I think since the two-way... I think he stays in the G League for right now until they get closer to uh, playoff time, and then he'll be brought up to take the load off of players like Tyrese Maxey and... uh, uh, Yeah just players like Tyrese Maxey and Shake Milton, I think that he'll be brought up to take the load off of them so they can be healthy as possible for playoff time. Now, as a as a owner, as a GM, though, don't you think you would want to ride that hype and sell some tickets? Or is, is Mac McClung just not good enough to play at, I, at that level? I think he is good enough to play. I think he's he's shown that in college that he can score with without just dunking the ball. Like he doesn't need to mm. only like be driving to the rim. 
I think he can score, and I think he's shown that in college and in the small sample size we've seen in, like, summer league and, like, preseason exhibition games. Um, But I just – I don't know if I see a team like Philadelphia bringing him up just yet, even though – even though I get your point. The hype train, I I personally would probably, like, take that full speed ahead – because like I'm not I'm not greedy by any means, but if the opportunity is there, take it. Right. So I guess Philly's probably not like the best spot for that either, I guess. Like if he was like on a two way deal with the Lakers, if like, he, he would, yeah, he'd be starting. Oh <laughs> if he, <laughs> well, yeah. look at look at the the, the two way or like G League former G League guys they have now, like Austin Reeves, Max Christie, yeah. Scotty Pippen Jr., like they're mm-hmm. all about the two-way contracts right now. So if he had stayed with the Lakers, then he would. Yeah, yeah. He'd, he's. I think that. Uh, I think the Bus family would have no problem, and Rob Palenka would have no problem bringing him up and keeping him there for at least at least until like the news cycle of it dies out, and then right. they go back down. Now, do you think they gave him the 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 ten day? Just because of the slam dunk contest in politics, mm. or was there any interest in bringing him onto the team? I think there's always been interest in Mac McClung being like a, a piece of a team because he's he's done stints with like three different teams, three or four different teams. I think even if it's just been summer league or preseason or yeah. like that one quick flash in the pan game like i yeah because i think he's been a part of the bulls lakers and i forgot he was on the bulls yeah i think that's where he got his first points was on the bulls yeah yeah he's been around what a couple years now i think so yeah i just remember like and, and then i think the the um What's the word I'm looking for? The, I guess I'll just say hype again around him died off a little bit in college because I think like he was coming into high school being this viral sensation and then he went yeah. to college and didn't start off the greatest, like didn't start off as like the star player. And so then like the media hype train just kind of died off and then he went to uh, Texas Tech and brought yep. himself back up a little bit. Um, yep, so it looks like we went Georgetown, Texas Tech, and then into South Bay Lakers, yeah. to the Chicago Bulls, back to South Bay, then signed a 10-day with the Lakers, and then ended up in Delaware, ultimately yeah. signing well, with the Sixers. So, yeah, three teams. But, like, go back and look at that Texas Tech part, and... Uh, it shows that he can score. Like, Texas Tech is a good team. They play in yeah. the Big 12. They yep. play against Kansas. They play against Kansas State. They play against Oklahoma. Like, he averaged, was that say, 15.5 points, 15. 2.7 rebounds, and 2.1 assists? Yep. Yeah, like, yep. that is a solid player. Like, Did you're he not... start at Texas? He must have, right? I believe he did, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, like, y- you don't... College players aren't supposed to average 25 to 30 a game. Like, no, you're looking for that 10 to 15 points a game and 
other stuff they can do, and yep. he's shown that he can do that. Yeah, and so. and really decent shooting too. I mean, shooting eighty percent from the free throw, and that's and exactly what you want. Eighty percent from deep. Yeah, and like that eighty percent free throw percentage. When you have a guard who drives to the rim with such tenacity, like him, they're gonna get fouled nine times out of ten. Yeah. So you want someone who can who can make those shots when they get to the charity stripe. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really decent stats. It looks like he did start every game he played at yeah. both Texas and Georgetown. Yeah. And so and you see the progression too. Even with Georgetown, first year he's a thirty nine percent shooter, and then by the time he leaves Texas, he's shooting forty two percent. Exactly. Five percent from deep. Yeah, from and 27 cons- when he came into Georgetown, yeah. Yeah, and consistently 80% from free throw. Like, and then With averaging a couple dimes, a steal, and I, a couple boards. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that he's got a place. I think, I think that, so, too. I mean, the thing that's crazy to me isn't even the fact that he hasn't got a chance yet. I'm going to flip this a little bit and go okay. like kind of a different way. Okay. I don't know if that's the right way to say this, but so for winning the dunk contest, he got a hundred thousand dollars for winning that. Throughout his yep. whole G League like ten day contract career, he had only mm-hmm. made a hundred and six thousand dollars. So wow. literally for winning something one night, he got almost all the money wow. back that he's made. Yeah. That's wild. I Just, actually didn't know that. Yeah. Like the fact that he only had made six thousand more dollars in the two years he had been in the league, because he'd been in the G League and blah blah blah. The fact that he won a hundred thousand dollars for just winning the dunk contest. I wish uh, I had his G just, League stats here. Oh, let me see if I can find him. I'm curious to see what he was doing in the G Leagues. I can't say I'm an avid. Uh, G League watcher. No, I'm not. I'm, I, I don't know if anyone really is. All right, let's see. I think I got him. Uh, NBA G League wow, stats. Wow, he plays a lot. So he's yeah, look playing at 36 minutes a game. Yeah, he's averaging almost 18 points a game, almost four rebounds, five assists. Like, this I'm kid is really no slouch. good shooting, too. 56% shooting this year. Yeah, and fifty percent from three. Yeah, literally, like this kid is no slouch. Eighty-three percent from the free throw line, uh, wow. under two turnovers a game, which is an improvement from three point two uh, two years ago. I'm gonna like, make kind of an outlandish take here. But I'm could ready. Could he be like? Could Mac McClung be like a a a better shooting? Russell Westbrook. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, obviously doesn't have the athleticism that but Russ, like that, like triple double Russ did. Yeah. But like an older Russ, you know, I, mean, I can see the similarities. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't think that he'll be able to, like, say you put Mac McClung even two years from now on the Clippers where Russell Westbrook is now with PG and Kawhi. I don't think that McClung has even close to the impact that Westbrook will have, but I, I guess I can agree. 
I, but yeah. he could. I guess that I agree he's the same play style. I just don't think he's at that level yet. I mean, looking at these... I wouldn't like, say he's at that level, but I'm saying that he could theoretically be that guy. I can't totally disagree with that looking at the stats. Theoretically. Be- yeah, right? because like I mean... I said, outlandish. Because, what was it, last year in the G League, he averaged almost eight assists per game. So, like, he's got, he, he like, has the playmaking ability. He can score, he can pass, he can rebound, and he can shoot great from the free throw line. Like, look at this, 88% per, 88% yeah. a year ago in the G League. Like, yeah. that's insane. Like, well, let me... Uh, Career free throw But yeah, so I I could see him being a solid part of of a team. I just I don't know if Philly is where he fits. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I would, I'm not exactly sure where. I would fits. say I don't want to put him on a like a youth movement team. Because, like, I mean, if, if he were to go on a youth movement team like Detroit, I feel like he would get yeah. the media publicity that he deserves. But I don't want to put yeah. him on that because I don't want his talent. I'm not saying his yeah. talent to be wasted, but, like, I don't think I a team like... I could see a situation where he goes to die in, like, a bad team. Yeah. And, like, yeah. then you never hear from him again. Um. But I mean, Detroit—they—they've got some good pieces. I don't know why they traded Sadiq Bay, but um, yeah, that—that's beside itself. But like, Cade Cunningham, Jaden I, Jaden Ivy, and uh, Mac McClung as your what one, about? two, and three. Yeah, that's not terrible. No, not what about not like if... the Pels. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, I, that I would could. Be cool. I could see that. Zion, BI, uh, CJ. Yeah, and then they have all these, like, young guys, like uh, Jose and throw Mac McClung in there. Jose and Mac McClung. Oh, my God. (laughs) That would be pretty good. And then you throw uh, Herbert Jones in there, and I think, is Trey Murphy on the Pels? Uh, I believe he is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you throw, like, those guys on the same team, and... I mean, a, a solid coach in Willie Green, and yeah, I don't know. I could, I could, like, yeah. So, safe to say, I could, I could see this guy like breaking through at some point soon. Yeah, uh, I think someone needs to ride the hype train, man. Like, I think if we were in a world where th- there wasn't a trade deadline right now, and I was Philly, I would be flipping. Oh, 100% for at least maybe like, maybe like whatever need I have, whether it's shooting or defense, I'd flip him for that and a pick or two because I feel like you could get that right now. Coming off the dunk contest. Yeah. uh, Coming off the dunk contest. And with these stats, like these, I know it's the G League, but like it's literally still like the G League is still really good. Look at, you have players like Alex Caruso came from there. Uh, Oh, why can't I think of uh, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> I, I was about to rattle off names and, player. and and that's the only or like then well then you also have that remember that guy Andre Ingram? 
from yep. a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. He was like 35 yeah. years old <laughs> in the G League. But, but then, yeah, he literally was like <laughs> a good good player. Like, And I didn't even realize this either. Mac McClung was undrafted. Like, that's why yeah. that's why he had those summer league and those G League stints. Imagine if he had actually been picked in the draft. Maybe right. a team would have seen this earlier. Yeah, I wonder how much uh, guidance he's had at a professional level, um, you know, with going undrafted and going straight to the G League. Like, I wonder what the level um, of coaching and, and ha- I want having some kind of veteran presence around him, how that could mold his game, you know? Yeah, Um Actually, that, let me look up. I want to see who his coach is right now on the Delaware yeah, Blue Coats. Because I know that there's a couple solid, like, oh, former shoot. NBA players that are coaches in there. Kobe Carl. Oh, it's George Carl's son is uh, Mac McClung's coach right now. So, I mean, I guess if you're going to pick any lineage, you would pick one of the greatest head coaches of all time. Sure. Like, I I guess hopefully his son is somewhat of a good coach as, as his dad, because if he if he's even he, half what his dad was, then that's yeah. pretty solid. I mean, uh, you would think you would think he's got to have some talent. Yeah, he's got yeah he's got to know the game at least a little bit. I mean, he was never a uh, Kobe Carl was never a good player. Apparently, I mean, he was in the league for twenty four games in two thousand nine. Mm. So he didn't really pan out in the league, but um, he still went. He was still a D one player at Boise State, and has a dad like George Carl. So I hope, I hope that he's instilling something in Mac McClung. And if Mac McClung were to make it to the Sixers roster, who better than Doc Rivers? Honestly, right? That's <laughs> that's very true. Um, but let's look at, I'm, I'm looking at the draft that he would have been taken in right now. And I mean, these late second round picks, like, I mean, well, you've got Jericho Sims was pick 58. So he's in the league. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was pick 58. Once you get past, like, I'd say once you get past like pick 40, 45 in the NBA draft, you don't really, they're either stash picks or they never see the an NBA court. Yeah, like there was wasn't there rumors that the Celtics were going to draft him? Or am I, I think there was at one. Up? I think there was at one point. As I remember being disappointed to see him go undrafted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I think there was at one. That point. That would have been like a decent pickup at the time. That wouldn't have been bad because. Uh, well, let me see. I just need to check something out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, he uh, if they were going to draft him, that would be the year after Peyton Pritchard would draft him. So I'd say that Mac McClung is, like, not to downplay his ability, but I'd say he I liken him in these past couple draft years, for the Celtics at least, to a more athletic Peyton Pritchard. Mm. I think is what he would have been used as if the Celtics picked him. Yeah. More athletic Peyton Pritchard. Sure, sure. If, yeah, I'm similar, saying if the Celtics picked guy him. to Pritchard, I guess, yeah. in a way. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying, like, if the Celtics were to pick him, I feel like that's what he would have been used as to start. 
at this point, if he's putting up the numbers like he is in the G League, I feel like they would have put him into a big, a bigger role. But yeah, and um, what a perfect because that would have been what well, that would have been pre Malcolm Brogdon, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, they could have had a. It's hard to say though. I mean, the Celtics yeah. draft so well. I mean, there must have been. I mean, they still got Yuhan uh, Bagarin stashed away in France. Um, but, I mean, a lot of... The, wow, this is surprisingly a good second round from that year. You've got Iota Sumnew, Miles McBride, Herbert Jones, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, uh, Brandon Boston Jr., Jericho... Wow, this is a surprisingly... Delano Benton... You just don't usually see this many players that have actually touched an NBA court within two years in the second round. I totally forgot about this. Mac McClung had signed with Golden State at one point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that, too. He played um, for the – yeah, he played in the Summer League for the Warriors. Yeah. Which, could you averaged imagine? Averaged 13 and 5. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. But he averaged 13 and 5 in a – in summer league, and teams are still like, eh, he's not good enough. I know. I don't know what it is. I wonder if it's like an off-court thing. I don't know, because I don't think he ever had anything off the top of my head. I don't think he ever right, had anything yeah. off the court. Right. No, me either. But, I mean, then you – yeah. Uh, oh, this was actually a not-too-bad first round either. I'm going to hit you with a really tough question right now. Okay. So we we're going to talk about the uh, Hall of Fame class, right? Yeah. But there's so many good picks. Yeah. If you had to pick one player to vote for, who is getting your pick? Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade? Yep, Dwayne Wade. I, I'm going to really, toss up. I yeah. really want to say Dirk. I really want to say Dirk because if you're going to – if you would ask me my top favorite players of my lifetime – my lifetime, not of all time, my lifetime, Dirk would be top five. Yeah. I, but, my pick is Dirk, I think. But Dwayne Wade just I, – I think Dwayne Wade and Dirk are one in the same in the sense of Dwayne Wade brought an old shack to a championship in 2006. Mm-hmm. And, and like what? It, it would be like 12th year Dirk or something like that brought – uh, old Jason Kidd as well to a championship yep. in 2011 against LeBron in the Heat. Yeah, like Ew. right. So they're they're one. They're like one in the same yeah, in, in that sense. Like my my argument for Dirk is put if you put the accolades aside, right? A, a lot of these guys, you know, Tony Parker, Dwayne Wade, like they've all won championships. How yeah. But Dirk Nowitzki, he was, like, the pioneer of the stretch big man. Like, he was that first big shooting big man that really, like, changed the game. Kind of changed the yeah. NBA. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that was the, off the top of my head of the spread in the floor. Yeah, because off the and top of my head, if I'm thinking before Dirk... The big men that I'm that are coming to my mind are just like your traditional big men, your Robert Parrish, your Kareem, right. 
Like Kareem had a little bit of like game, but it was like a ten foot sky hook. Yeah, like Dirk it wasn't. Was the it wasn't first... like a twenty five foot jump shot. You know, like right. He was the first guy that that I can think of. He was the first guy that could really like spread the floor as a big man and get buckets from deep, not in the paint. Yeah. Night in and night out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he was like that original, like, not positionless basketball, because obviously he wasn't a ball handler. But, like, he he opened the door for, like, the Jokic and, and all these guys now to play that game, you know? Because before that, yeah. it was, like, it was Shaq-style ball, you know? Big man got in the paint, get the boards. And, and Dirk was yeah, exactly. taking over, you know, let me get in the post. Let me shoot from deep. Let me pop off the screen instead of rolling. You know, that was, yeah. that was, that was game changing. I mean, he is the stretch four. He, you know, he like, is. He literally is like, he's yeah. Okay. He, I get that. He pioneered the game. I just Dwayne. I, I don't know what it is. I feel like just the fact that a, a second second or third year Dwayne took an elderly Shaq and uh, let me look at this team real quick. Hold on. I'm going to look at the Miami 2005-2006 team. He took let's see. What do we got here? Uh, He took Udonis Haslam who at that point was in his second year as well. Mm -hmm. Uh a 12th year Alonzo Mourning, a 13 year Shaquille O'Neal, a 15 year Gary Payton, uh, a nine year Antoine Walker, a washed up Jason Williams, uh, and then like the rest are names that I have no idea about mm-hmm. to a finals. And he, let me go back because he, I'm pretty sure he averaged a crazy amount of points that series. Uh, where is it? But he won finals MVP. Uh, and then, let's see, points. He averaged in the finals, he averaged 34 points a game with 7.8 rebounds, 3.8 assists Jeez. on 46% shooting. Like, just to do that as a 30 year player against Dallas. This was against yeah. Dallas. So, this was against yep. Dirk and Dallas. Yep. Um, yeah, very and then, true. Uh, like the Dirk averages only don't really won, only won one, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure 2011 was the only one he won. Made it to a couple others, like 2006. Yeah. But uh, and like the averages don't really go down that much for D Wade either. That whole playoffs because uh, round one he averages 24, four and seven, 27, six and six, 26, five, two, five, like. And he shoot. Yeah, he shot sixty one percent in the Eastern Conference Finals. Sixty one percent. Oh wow, that's impressive. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I love D Wade. D Wade is definitely my number two. Yeah, um, it's tough to pick against Dirk though. I, I get it. It's it's literally like it's a generational thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, that was. I totally understand. Like, like, there's Kobe before Wade and players like that. I get. I totally right. get what you're saying. Like, I, I respect your pick 100 percent because, like, it's D Wade's Wade here and Dirk is here. Bring that like 
small guard slashing high flyer though. Like he kind of did help open the door for like a a John Morant or something. You know, John Morant way. or like a, he was like a I guess Dwayne Wade's like a more athletic Chauncey Billups. Yeah, sure. I I don't know why, but that's the comparison that's coming to my head right now. But yeah. But, but yeah, if I if I had <laughs> if I had to pick one player to not let in this year though. Ooh. I that's think tough, man. I I think I would go with Tony Parker. I think I would not yeah. let Tony Parker in. Barely. Yeah. Cuz uh, like I was telling you before we started recording it was like Tony Parker has two more titles, but Powell has the rookie of the year and just did more yeah. for his position, I guess. Like Tony Parker is a great traditional point guard, but he had Popovich coaching him. And I get that Powell had Kobe at one point, and that's how he won his titles. But like yep. Powell was really good before that too. All Tony Parker knew was Tim Duncan, Pop, and Manu. That's a fair point. Like that, I'm that's, think I'm that's how I think side about with it. you on this one. Yeah, because look at that. Like 17 points, almost 10 rebounds. Career average, yeah, uh, yeah. He just fifty six percent true shooting percentage too. Yeah, and that's like, impressive. And he was kind of like a Dirk. He could he couldn't make the three consistently, but he could make that like semi deep two. Yeah, like he could yeah. he could hit that. Like you got to guard him outside of the paint, yeah. unlike Shaq. I mean, Tony Parker career averages fifteen. 15.5, 2.5, 5.5. I mean, yeah, which he's not a slouch. Like, it's it's literally kind of just like the D Wade. Compared to D Wade, though, you're talking 22, 5, five and a half. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, just, I think compared to Dirk, you're talking 21, 7, 5, 2 and a half. So, I mean, yeah. I think. I think they're cold, all. They're all like. Uh, if you're looking at stats overall, maybe Pow stays out and Tony Parker gets in. But I don't know cuz like what do you what do you value more? Do you value assists more or do you value rebounds more? Yeah, right. You you can't put them one to one. You can't you yeah. can't. Yeah, cuz they're like he's 7 foot 1 and yeah, yeah. grabs boards like it's his bit like grabs boards and then Tony Parker's like the traditional point guard who can score when you need him to and he gets the MV the finals MVP I think he has one he um, does you have one finals MVP and four chips yeah and so like do you want the traditional point guard or do you want the stretch big man is yeah. really what it comes like down to 15 and 5 i mean is obviously very impressive for a yeah. career average yeah but, like, compared, Dwayne Wade's is obviously much better at a similar size, similar yeah. position at Six, 22 four, two, and 5. Yeah. yeah. You and know? Then, yeah. With five boards on top of that. And, and like I said, D. Wade brought uh, three old men and second-year mm. Udonis Haslam to a championship. Yep. Like, yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. I just, it. I guess Tony Parker and Powell are kind of like D Wade and Dirk. Like one's here and one's like right there. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I feel. And and but like, 
I don't think there's that. a limit on how many can get in, so I'm I'm gonna say they all get in. I think they probably all get in. Along with yeah. Popovich, but well, would yeah, I'm still a little on up in the air on it as well. One, yeah. two, three, um, six, eight, nine, So the way uh I'm under the impression of it is that each person that has a vote can pick up to 10 people. Oh, okay. So there's 12 finalists. Oh, wow. So so it's like all but two get in? I don't think you have to pick 10, though. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not right. positive. Well, I let's say that totally we're wrong let's say this. that we're picking five. My five are easy. My five are the players. Uh, the players. <laughs> it's, it's Dirk, Tony Parker, Dwayne Wade, Pop, and Pow. Literally, yeah. that, my five is easy. If there's six, Becky Hammond gets in there. Yeah. What about Mate. what about Gary Blair? <laughs> Gary Blair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't watch a lot of women's basketball, but sure. <laughs> Um, what do you say we wrap up the NBA with uh with our guessing game here? All right. Uh, if if listeners don't know, uh, I'm sure many of you have played Wordle before, but soon after Wordle started, some uh, geniuses, like literal, like I'm not being sarcastic, geniuses at Dunktown started Purtle, named after current NBA player Jakob Purtle of the Raptors, and it works pretty much like Wordle. You put in a random player's name for your first guess, and it gives you the their name, their conference, their division, height, weight, not not weight, height, age, jersey number, and like does the yellows and greens, and you have eight guesses. And if you get stuck, you can show a silhouette of their their like headshot and and so on and so forth. And we are going to play this right now. Do you want? Me to guess, and you type them in, or do you want us both to go back and forth? And just kind of say what's... I'll, I'll, I'll host okay. this for us. Why don't you All give right. me your first guess? Alright, first guess. I am going to go with... This is kind of a homer, but I'm going to go with Derek White. Derek White. Whoops. Okay. Whoops. Oh, don't look at that. <laughs> Did you see the silhouette? No. Okay. So, uh, you got... So they're going to be in the West. Okay. Um, position, you got a yellow on guard. Okay. Yellow on 6'4". Oh, uh, okay. So they're going to be a, taller than 6'4". Yeah. And the jersey usually... number is below 9. Okay. So it's when a it's tall in... guard in the West. All right. Usually, in my experience, when it's a yellow on height, when it's yellow on anything that's height, age, or jersey number, it's within two of whichever way the arrow is pointing. Mm-hmm. So that so means you're this. looking about six six. So it could be a guard or a small forward. So six five six six west. Where's eight or seven in my opinion? Um, west eight or seven. I'm going to go with. Oh wow, I can't think of any way that wears that number. <laughs> I'm just going to go... Okay, it says they're above 28, but not within two. You know what? Give me... Wow, my mind is blanking. I did not think I was going to blank this hard right now. Dude, I'm with you. I'm actually not sure about this one. Uh, Hold on. I got one. Um, Give me... We're going to... I know this isn't right age-wise, but I'm hoping it'll give me division. 
Give me Landry Shamet. So you got the West. Ah, damn. Yeah, all you got was the West. All right. You still got guard, yellow, taller than 6'4". Okay, all right. West. Okay, hold on. I got to... Not in the the Pacific Division. Okay. All right, I got to do something really quick to hopefully help me out. I'm not going to look up players' names. I know, you need, like, a... <laughs> I'm not going to look up players' names. I to look at the divisions the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. It's so hard. It's like, oh, yeah, you're like, I know. I know at the NBA. Yeah. I know players. And you then it comes to, to this, and you're like, no, I don't want to still... I, I don't need the silhouette just yet. That would... All right. Number seven or eight. There. Okay. Let's go with... Give... Me, is Justice Winslow still in the league? Mm, I don't. Uh, yeah, he is. You want yeah, Justice give me, Winslow? Yeah, give me Justice Winslow. Okay, so you got the West. All right, he is a forward guard at six six. Okay, so it's not Pacific or Northwest. So that means that it's not Southwest. Pacific or Northwest. Yeah, okay, so Southwest. Um, Southwest. Forward at six six, forward guard. All right, so forward oh, guard. I think I have a. Uh, um. Oh wait, no. Let me I do Tim Hardaway Jr. Ooh, okay. Oh, so okay, it's All on right. Dallas. So you got. Oh, I know who it is. Okay. So it's on Dallas. He's a guy yeah. forward. You know who this is. Taller than 6'5". I know who this is. They're both <laughs> 30 years old. Why can't I think of this right now? Oh, my God. It's not. <laughs> Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not, not Kyrie. It's not Kyrie. It's not Luca. It's not Reggie Bullock. Who wears a low number? Because they're below Tim Hardaway's number, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. So where's a low number? They're above 30 years old, and they're on Dallas. I know this. I could be I a recent. This. Could be a recent Dallas acquisition. I, I know this. Was he... They didn't get anyone else in the Kyrie trade, did they? No. Did it they? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. Where did it go? Oh, all right. Uh, oh, my God. Why can't... It's not... It's not Patty... No, Patty Mills wasn't a part of it. Oh, my God. Why can't I think of this? Damn, now you're making me second guess myself. I'm about to check my answer real quick on okay. the other screen. All right. Um, oh, my God. Uh, all right. Show me the silhouette. Let me see if that helps. Me okay, out actually, you know what? I actually don't. It's actually not who I thought it was either. Okay, let me see if the silhouette helps. Oh, that doesn't give me anything. Okay, no. All right. I hate when it's like bald or, or very short-haired players. Dallas um, forward over six six. Oh my god. Um. Oh god! Wow, this is. A lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to be through this in a breeze. Um, 
Uh, Dallas forward, they're above 30. They don't have Finney Smith anymore. He wouldn't be above 30 anymore. Anyways. Damn, bro. Who is? <laughs> um, I'm like looking at the Dallas <laughs> roster right now. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Uh, Rounds you start guessing Dallas players at this yeah, point. Yeah, Reggie. No, what no, number Reggie is? No. Damn, um, dude. I'm going to go with... Tim Hardway Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go... Give me Theo Pinson. No, uh, okay. Didn't do much good. All right. Um, oh boy, all I I am I, I am don't lost. know, man. I'm actually stumped myself. Um, they're on Dallas, and they're Reg- Is it Reggie Bullock? There's no way that it's Reggie Bullock. He has hair, but I'm gonna go yeah. Reggie Bullock. All right. Still got yeah six six, and he's over thirty one. That's oh, a God. very old player. All right. Um, oh, I know who it is, but I totally cheated. Uh, I know who it is. I think <laughs> they're think, on uh, think, wow. think brothers. Is it? Is it? Mar? I, that's my only guess at okay. this point. All right, all right. Give me, give me Morris. Markeith. I think it's Markeith. Markeith, right? Yeah. Yeah. Give me Markeith. Damn, it's not. It's not. Oh my god, who is this? <laughs> oh, he's number 13. Shit. Who is this? Uh, Alright, I don't... Justin Holiday. Last guess. Justin Holiday. <laughs> Justin Holiday. <laughs> Alright. Dude, All right. I totally... Uh, you know who I thought it was? Total brain fart. I huh. thought it when we got the number and the six six like the height. I thought it yeah. was uh, Dinwiddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I was like, oh my god, I didn't. That's a hard. I wouldn't have got that one. No, no I don't know. I just, I yeah, that was that was bad. I didn't know he was that old. <laughs> All right, I didn't know he was that old either. Well, hopefully, well, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. I love that. I'm glad that we included this in our in our. Uh, our format. Um, hopefully next time it won't take us as long to get that or me or you, whoever is doing it, it won't take us as long to get that. All right. We're getting pretty far into this is what do you want to touch on, um, for the NFL or the MLB? I'm thinking that I'm thinking we should talk maybe just, you want to mention the 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 outcome of the Super Bowl, or do you want to just go into free agency? I think we can just go into free agency. I think everyone knows what happened in the All Super Bowl yeah. at this the point. The holding call and and so on and so yeah. forth. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah I right. think everyone's hit that hit that one. All right, who's um, your who's your top pick? Uh, top must watch free agent for this. Season. I want to say that it's a tie between Saquon and Geno Smith. 
I think that Geno Smith revitalized his career to a point where he can be a starter for the rest of his career. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, the guy is, let's see, he is 32 years old, so he's got Mm -hmm. maybe for a quarterback that's been in the league as long as him and for what he has done in his career, I would say that he has maybe three or four years left. I think whatever contract he gets next, whether it be the Seahawks or another team, will be his last contract. I say that he retire I say he'll get a three or four year contract from either the Seahawks or my other best fits include the Raiders, because they need a quarterback. Mm. Jarrett Stidham is not the answer. Even though he looked okay. alright, he's not the answer. And I don't see anyone other than maybe Aaron Rodgers going there, but I'll touch on that in a minute. Um, okay. Tampa needs a quarterback. That you wouldn't know, be Gino a bad idea. Smith to the Raiders, man. I do not hate that at all. Be- I mean, Geno, and if they decide to sign Josh Jacobs back, and then Devontae Adams, you've got... Uh, and then who knows what will happen with other free agents. Like, who knows if maybe, maybe you see Odell go there. Maybe you see one of the other top wide receivers go there. T Higgins get traded there. Like mm-hmm. there's so many unknowns that I feel like if they take a chance on actually getting a quarterback, that wide receivers will want to go there. Um, but also Carolina, I think mm. is a top choice. Frank Reich is building the coaching staff of the century down in Carolina. Like he's got Deuce Staley as his running backs coach. Like, He's got the Avero from Denver as his DC. Like he's building yep. the, he's building a great coaching staff, and for in order for DJ's more DJ Moore's career to get to where it needs to be, he needs a consistent quarterback, and that's what Geno Smith showed he can be. Mm, I like it, man. Yeah, I like I like Geno Smith. Let me ask you this one as a hometown favorite here. Jacoby Myers, do the Patriots keep him, or is he going elsewhere? I think they would be stupid to let him go. I agree. As you know, I'm not a Patriots fan, but I think they would be stupid to let him go. I think he was the only sort of consistent wide receiver on that team last year, and it just, you, you can't let him walk or give him the chance to walk, you need to snatch him up before other teams have a yeah. chance. Right, because teams are going to have interest in him. Oh, 100%. 100%. You're going you're gonna to see at least probably 20, 25 teams probably calling his agent. Like, whether yeah. it be to be the number one receiver or the number three, like, there will be plenty of teams willing to sign a check to Jacoby Myers. Um, but yeah, I think he's one of, one of the top guys on the board. Then like Saquon, I think Saquon is either Buffalo or he stays in New York. Um, yeah, I could see Saquon just staying and where Yeah, I could too. Cause with the run they made last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you got on Jacoby Myers? Let's, let's look at his stats. 
2022, 67 receptions, played in 14 games, 800 yards, averages 12 yards a carry. I mean, this, with what the Patriots have, like they would be foolish to let him go. You have a receiver that averages 12 yards a catch. And we're talking almost 12 yards over his career. Yeah. 11.7 over his career, but almost 3,000 yards. I understand that he didn't get to the 1,000-yard mark. He's not a Mike Evans who's going to get you, like, what, 12 straight 1,000-yard seasons or whatever it is. Right. But – 12 yards a catch, that means that he's beating his defender off the block and is getting open. Like that, yeah, it, and that's what you're looking for. He he fits the Patriots team, you know? I yeah. Mean, he, he keeps to himself, he works hard, he plays the game. Uh, I think it would be stupid to let him go. Yeah, but I think. With how the Patriots are, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they just let him me Let either. Uh, at this point. Yeah, yeah. With how they've <laughs> been, and who knows what, how much time Bill is gonna stay, and and so on and so forth. Like you really, yeah. It, it's hard to tell. Um. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um. But going back to quarterbacks, mm. where do you think Derek Carr ends up? Man. What were we saying earlier with Derek Carr? Um, were we saying anything earlier with Derek Carr? Or were we only I talking about? I thought we Aaron tried Rogers? to look up. I thought I tried to look up the Derek Carr odds too. You looked up. You were looking up Josh Jacobs' odds. Oh, I was looking up Josh Jacobs. Yeah, odds. and that. What did we say with Josh Jacobs? We said. Um, Let's see Derek Carr here. So odds. So it oh, looks like the, the Panthers. Okay. Panthers are leading the pack, followed by the Bucks, Saints, Jets, and Colts as of February 14th. See, I think the Colts. The Colts? I think I don't the, Colts. Hate the Colts. I don't I, hate the Colts. They're like I just I don't know. I feel like they're going to they would give him the reins there and it's a new coach, it's a fresh start for everyone like yeah, I actually agree with you on that because, like, I think if you went into a team like the Bucks, I just feel like he's not really going to fit. No. like I, I think don't think his with, personality fits there. And I think coming off of having a quarterback like Tom Brady, like, I think you, you kind of need a young guy. Yeah, you can't I agree. bring a Derek Carr in there. Like you're no. almost, they're almost better off getting a getting a, a second year guy. I mean, there's so yeah. many of these mid to high level young quarterbacks that you know everywhere in the league, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Panthers, um, Panthers could go I, either way. Yeah, Panthers. They they could look at the draft. They could. Uh, Sign Sam Darnold back. Like, the Panthers, I could see them going any which way. Like, signing this guy, signing that guy, re-signing Darnold, going into the draft and picking out a quarterback for their future. Like, there's so many what-ifs with them, it's it's hard to pick. Yeah. I, I, like, the, uh, I like the Colts, too. And uh, five sports here, you're saying Colts at plus 900 is a hell of a bet. 
Yeah, uh, I would. I would experience uh, rejuvenating, rejuvenating veteran quarterbacks like they did with Philip Rivers. Yeah, and and like, uh, I mean, if Jonathan Taylor stays healthy, that would be great. And mm-hmm. from what I can tell from indie fans, they buy into their teams and their players. And Derek Carr is a t- is a person who buys into his city and his team. So it'd be like kind of a perfect relationship if he were to go yep. there. Um, and so I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like that is the perfect relationship. And if I uh, could afford it, I would probably, I'm not, I'm not joking. I would put 50 bucks on the Colts right now. If, if, or more, if okay. I could afford it right now. All right. I think the Jets That's how confident are not a I terrible am. spot either. No, and he's already met with the Jets. He met with the Saints too, I think. I don't think he's don't met with the Colts the yet, but yeah. but I just I I guess since he hasn't met with the Colts, I wouldn't call him a dark horse since he hasn't met with them. But I wonder I'm the... I'm still confident. I'm still confident where I would put like 20 to 50 bucks down on that plus 900 easy. That's a good bet, man. $10 wins 100. So yeah. I mean, it's so... like uh, 500 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like Yeah. So I don't know. I'll take it. Um, you got anything else for the NFL here? You want to touch on? What do you think about uh, Aaron Rodgers? Where's Aaron Rodgers going to end up? I'm I'm kind of torn on that. I I like I want to say he'll he'll get traded, but I with the Packers front office's history, I don't see that happening. Because yeah. I just see them either making him suffer, essentially, or doing whatever he wants for him to stay. You know what's crazy is the Raiders are minus 200. So uh, To get him? To get him. So I don't know what this website is here. I've never used it. Uh, yardbarker.com. They're saying that there is a 67% chance of Aaron Rodgers becoming a Raider. 67% chance. 67% chance. I mean, so it makes sense are, if if like he yeah. if he comes out of that, you see that like darkness retreat he went to? No, I did not. <laughs> yeah, see that. so he he literally he spent like he just came out of it today. He spent 4 days in a room like there's this like retreat somewhere like and you can spend days in a room that is com- like a little like kind of studio apartment type thing. I think it is where it's complete darkness. It's just like it. You have a bathroom, you have your bedroom, uh, you have your kitchen, but like it's complete darkness. And Dang. the only other thing in there is like your like a bed, the bathroom. I think there's a kitchen, and then there's like a yoga mat for like meditating purposes. Yeah. And he spent four days straight in there. And he wow. just came out of it today. Like, that was, like, his, like, That's cleansing thing. So, I don't know. That's I, I mean, if he comes out of that retreat and goes to Green Bay and is like, you're trading me to the Raiders, I I think they listen. Yeah. I, I think they do because they're at a point where they need to listen. Now that I think about it, they're at a point where they need to listen to what he's saying. Like, I'm not saying that players should hold their own destiny in their hands, technically, especially if they're not 
the ones they're not paying themselves, but they are in the same sense. Mm. It's like they don't own the team, but they're the ones putting money in the owners' pockets. It's kind of like I don't I don't need to get into this too much, but it's kind of like the NIL with college, like the college players are putting the money in the pockets yeah. of the ADs and the chancellors. Sure. And so they should see a cut of it, which he should. So in, in sense, Aaron Rodgers should be able to tell them what he's doing at this point in his career. And with what they've given him the past couple of years, I would just trade him. I'd reunite him with Devontae. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I'm like I said, is I, the I, Raiders a good fit? Or is it just he just wants to be with Devontae Adams again? And, I think and it's just Devontae. talent. I do too. Yeah, because I don't think yeah. that – I think that Aaron Rodgers – I like Josh McDaniels, but I think that Aaron Rodgers, if he goes there, will be calling the shots and not the other way around. Most likely. So, like, he'll – like, Josh, Josh McDaniels, McDaniels won't be great, able to tell Aaron Rodgers coach. what to do. Great coach, though. Yeah. No, I have no knock on Josh McDaniels at all, really. Um, and I think that he has – I mean, he can't really go down from where he is coaching-wise, so – Right. He can only go up, and if he gets Aaron Rodgers, maybe that'll help. I just can't believe the Raiders are that heavily favored. Yeah, that's insane. The fact that, like, they haven't even said, yes, we're trading him, and so the at, team is at minus, minus 200. 200, you would have to bet – 200, 200 to win a hundred. Yeah. So it's That's like, nuts. yeah, two to one basically. So I mean, why not Raiders? So in that sense, what retirement is plus 2000. It looks like, right? Retirement is plus 2000. Yeah. So in that sense, like you might as well, like put maybe like 10, 15 bucks down on retirement. Right. <laughs> you know, is it that crazy for him to retire? I don't think like, it is. I don't think, I think it it's, is. I think it's part of like, Three quarters of myself wants to say that it's either Raiders or retirement. Raiders or bust. Yeah, yeah, like yeah that's like what I'm saying. Going yeah. back to Green Bay. No, I don't think he is. I think that I, I just, yeah, I don't see him going back to Green Bay. And I see if he does retire, he's not going to be a Brett Favre. He's not going to come back. Once Aaron right. Rodgers is out of this league, he's the type he's person out. he's going to stay out of this league. He's going to go to his darkness retreats and like. Uh, I want to say 37, 38. Uh, doesn't even say his age on here. Uh, yeah, I got his age. He's got to be. I want to say 38. Yeah, 1983. So he's... Wait, that would make him turning 40 this year. Yeah, he's 39. Four, yeah, turning 40. He, he'll be 40 in December. So, yeah, I mean, Jesus. the dude's a 10-time yeah, pro I mean, bowler. A four-time All-Pro, four-time MVP, like, all 2010s team. And he's only – he's that good of a quarterback, and they've only put a team around him to make him Super Bowl champion once. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he's out of there, man. Yeah. Raiders like, are bust. Literally, I think I think that's what it is at this point. After we've talked through it a little bit, I think that's what it is. Yep. Um, but uh, sticking – with uh, quarterbacks, I just really quick wanted to touch on uh, this new Netflix documentary that I heard about coming out this summer, and pretty interesting choices. So it's called, uh, I think it's just called NFL 
quarterback. NFL quarterback. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's kind of like a behind the scenes look on and off the field. But I'm just very intrigued by their choices. Like I get Patrick Mahomes. That is one Mm -hmm. of the choices. I get that. Totally get that. That'll be cool to see a Super Bowl run behind the scenes. But for them to then choose Kirk Cousins, who quarterback of my favorite team, the Vikings, uh, and has had a couple career years the past couple years and Mm -hmm. is underrated in my my opinion. Just the past couple years, just with the way people talk about him, he's underrated. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But then, then for them to choose Marcus Mariota, well, yeah, it's kind of like a bust. Yeah, like a guy you that... You almost have, like, a stud, like a guy that's been around. And yeah. then, like, someone who is... I don't want to call Mariota a bust. No. There was high expectations for Very him. Very high. I mean, the guy had, what, four interceptions through his whole college career? Like, the... I'm not a big college football guy, but, like, the Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota draft. Yeah, was like, like that was like Andrew Luck RG3. <laughs> That's literally yeah. what it was. It was like, which one's going to be better? And then with Andrew Luck and RG3, you had <laughs> RG3, ta- RG3 tears <laughs> ACL. Andrew Luck was pretty good and then abruptly retires after, like, what, an injury. Yeah. Like, he abruptly retires. And then with this, Jameis Winston and uh, Marcus Mariota, you have Jameis Winston has, like, a couple Duds. good years, and yeah. then a couple like he throws for a lot years. of yards. Yeah, he throws yeah. for a lot of yards, but he also threw for a lot of interceptions. A lot of interceptions. And then yeah. Mariota, Mariota had one more than solid year, I think. Yeah. But other than that, he's been the backup, the throw in. Like uh, he can move his feet. Like he's a solid. Like if our quarterback goes down for a couple games, throw him in there. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like he just. Yeah, he hasn't been what he was supposed to be coming out of college. I So I, I wouldn't exactly call him a bust because he still can get you points. He still can do what you need him to do exactly. Just he's not meeting expectations like he so was. So it seems like there was a reasoning for these three. Oh, so okay. this uh, paragraph reads... For the first time ever, the NFL allowed all quarterbacks to be mic'd up for every single game of the season. This upcoming show will will show behind-the-scenes access to some of the biggest moments. So you have Mahomes, who set the NFL record for total offense on his way to winning the Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins engineered the greatest comeback in NFL history. Oh, yeah. That is true. And then led the Vikings to the title. uh, Yeah, NFC North North, Division title. And then Mariota took over as starting quarterback in his first season of the Atlanta Falcons. So and they then all kind of have like a like a like a storyline. Yeah, and it's then, not just like random. No, okay, that that makes sense. And it also, now that I think of it, Mariota got benched in his first season ever too for rookie Desmond Ritter in Week 13. So that adds. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that adds to it. That's like, oh yeah, your first season ever with the team. You're you're the starting quarterback, and then. You get benched for the rookie. Uh, I think Desmond Ritter was a third or fourth round pick, um, and he got be- he got the starting job over Mariota. So it's it's going to be interesting to see if Mariota even has the starting job next year. Right. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean uh, those don't look like those don't look like great numbers. His last few games that he played. No. 
No, nothing fantastic. Man. No. I mean, last game of the season. Last game of his season. Yards. Of his season, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 167 yards, one interception, one touchdown. I mean, I mean, and and to add to it though, it'll be interesting. Like they have their storylines, but like they're all at different points in their careers and kind of in vastly yeah. different situations. Like you've got Mahomes, who's already in the conversation by some of the greatest quarterback of all time, or on his way to it, and like has two Super Bowl titles now and the MVPs. And then you've got Kirk Cousins, who is, like, kind of a Geno Smith to start his career, like a career backup, like yeah. throw in when you need it. And mm. now the past few years at Minnesota, he's been more than solid. I'll keep the bias out of it a little bit. He's been more than solid. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been very good. He's been more than he's solid. He's good. Yeah. Like, this year was a great year for him, in my opinion, if I remember right. correctly, stat-wise. Yeah. Um, but uh, what does that mean? Oh, um, okay. Uh, and then you've got Marcus Mariota, who's the uh, who was always thought of to be the guy. And then in his yeah. like, I don't know what year he's in. Um, he's in like at least his like eighth oh, so year. Gets benched for a rookie. Yeah, he's, Has he he's been around that long. Mariota, eight years. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Twenty fifteen draft. <laughs> yeah. Twenty fifteen wow. draft. Okay. Uh, I mean, here let's look at Mariota's college stats for a second because I need to refresh my memory. So yeah, overall, stud. A hundred and five touchdowns to fourteen interceptions in three years at Oregon. A hundred and five to fourteen. <laughs> With one thousand yeah, uh, uh, ten thousand seven hundred ninety six yards. That's just passing. Then rushing wise. He rushed for over 2,200 yards and 29 touchdowns. Jeez. Yeah. And then let's go back to his NFL stats. And yards-wise, he in, in th- five more years of being in the NFL over college, he only has 5,000 more passing yards. He has less touchdowns. He has more – he has 40 more interceptions. Um and then rushing wise he has uh 200 less yards and 12 less touchdowns than he did in 3 years at Oregon mm. as a number 2 pick that was supposed to be the savior of that team right i totally like I- got distracted by my uh by my terrible Terrible. <laughs> your picks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had I had mine. Like my five picks for sixty was was going pretty solid. Like Tyrus Ma- Tyrus Maxi got exactly six, so it was still open. Um, but Sh- uh, Shea Gilders Alexander got more than forty three points, rebounds, and assists combined. So that screwed me over, yeah. or else I'd probably hit because Kyrie only needs two more points or assists combined. And what point are they in the game? They still have two minutes and thirteen seconds left. So if Kyrie is in the game and scores one more basket, I'd have it. But yeah, mine, uh, my five for two hundred would have hit. I needed bi five for two hundred. That was a two hundred dollar yeah. one. Yep, oh, bi God. needed. Uh, he needed over ten point five boards and assists, and he got 10. he got ten. Oh yep. God. 
Pascal got four boards. I needed six. And then oh, Shea's going to finish under 2-5. Zach Collins is probably going to finish under 14-5. And then oh, Kyrie man. should get one more assist. So that's Dude. that's pretty tough. Oh. That's. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably not going to hit on any mine either because yeah. I need I need D'Angelo Russell to get in the second half I need him to get twenty more points and assists and assists combined. And then I think everything else will hit eventually. But yeah. uh in in this pick, but it, it doesn't matter if the other three things pit, hit if right. D'Angelo Russell doesn't I think hit. I'm gonna start start buying the Buying the insurance. insurance and, I mean yeah. you, you win like what, maybe like ten ten bucks you less win half. but Half you okay, half. so yeah. like your your two hundred would have been a one hundred, but still a hundred bucks. But you win if you miss one. Yeah, exactly. So it's like yeah, it's worth it in the end. It it probably is. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> um, so we're we're almost at the end of our our kickoff episode, and since we're on the topic of bets, do you what 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 bets were you thinking of throwing out there this this week? Um, well, usually we don't get, uh, any real game odds until the morning of, um, yeah. if I'm looking at tomorrow, let's see what we can, let's see if we got any early morning action here, or any, uh, late night action, rather. Um, you know what I'm thinking would be fun, too? I'm thinking huh. we, for next week. We could do a um, a uh, an underdog, um, whatever you call it, slate live. Pick a slate for uh, the next night's games, which okay. I don't even know if you can do it for the next night. That's the hard part with all this stuff. Is most odds you don't get the night before. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we don't have any lines for tomorrow, really. Okay. What um, about uh? What I know before the show, you, you just won. Do we want to touch on the uh, World Series odds real quick, or do we want to wait until next week when spring training really starts to ramp up? Um, we could do real quick what the odds are. Um, so right now. They have the Astros as the favorite for World Series at plus 650. Okay. They opened up at plus 700, so they got slightly better. Okay. Um, the Mets have gotten made a substantial jump. They opened up at plus 1100 and are now sitting at plus 750. Yankees from 900 to 750. And then the Dodgers down from 500 to 750. Who's, okay. who's your pick? Way too early World Series pick. Uh, or give me. You can even give me a couple. I would say my top three are Padres. Yep. I like the Padres. So Padres. Plus 1, Dodgers. Yep. Astros. And my dark horse being the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays? Yeah. Who have significantly decreased in odds since yeah. opening. I don't know why. Okay. I just, I have a feeling. Not that my feeling's going to be anything 
I mean, and then deep down in my heart, of course, like I want the Red Sox to be. In there, yeah, I mean I the Red Sox. That's not gonna like, happen. Yeah, we're down here. We started the season at plus three thousand, and now we're sitting at plus six thousand. So. Yeah, ex- yeah, ex- exactly. Like Alex Cora said, we're just gonna we're just gonna try hard this year. And <laughs> we're just play some baseball. Play, <laughs> we need to play good baseball, so that's what yeah. we're gonna do. Like, <laughs> come on, good team baseball. Uh, like, might as well throw that in with that practice rant from that NFL coach or yeah. whatever. <laughs> like 20 years ago that still goes around or even, uh, even better AI when AI I does it. I thought that's what you were talking about. No, no. Yeah. Talking, there's, there's another one. There's, there's AI with practice. And then there's this NFL coach and he says in like a weird tone, he goes like practice. And, and like, what are you talking about? Practice. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go, uh, I think I'm going to go basically the same as you. I'm going to go Astros, Padres, and again, I hate to say it, but I'm I do like the team that the Yankees have. Yeah, even though I hate the Yankees, yeah, probably more I don't like than any either. sports team ever. Honestly, yeah, it, other I do, it's they like have a great starting rotation. Yeah, oh. that's the thing the the rotation, and they have some solid bullpen, and that lineup is solid. Judge is. He might strike out a lot, but like he still hits home runs like nobody's business, and you know it's it's hard to bet against him. It, it's hard. It is. Yeah, I definitely. don't like to do it, and I I would say I would say I'm about agreeing with you with the hate them any more than any other sports team <laughs> except except University of Michigan. As okay. an Ohio State fan, I I think yep, I put right. Michigan like here and the Yankees like here. Like I, I would put them that close. You know, uh, here's one bet for you that I, I forgot to mention. Okay. I would not mind taking a flyer on the Celtics to win the chip at plus two seventy five here. Okay. I mean, you'd have to bet a little bit to like make a little bit, right? Though. Even at plus uh, t- plus two seventy five. So if yeah. you bet a hundred, you're winning two seventy five. Okay, basically. All right. So and they're currently the favorites with the Suns sitting at four twenty five and the Bucks at six hundred. I mean, honestly, so, depending on how this uh, Westbrook experiment goes, I wouldn't rule out the Clippers. I wouldn't rule out the Clippers at plus nine hundred. And then. I I think that's as far as I'd go. I don't think that the 76ers have it. I uh-huh. don't think the Mavericks have the depth. Uh, no. The Warriors are like too to inconsistent. The make a run. But I would too. The only other choice is the Suns with if the KD thing works out flawlessly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, out of the West, all I really see is, is the Suns and the Nuggets. I don't see really any other team unless the Westbrook thing works out. Um, I like the Celtics, man. I, I think, oh, I, I think the Celtics got. I, I'm. I think we got in the bag. I, I don't. I wouldn't say the Celtics got in the bag, but I think we got I, in the bag. I think. Um. I think the Celtics are, are well on their way. I don't hate the Clippers pick at plus nine hundred. I mean, no. Like I said, especially if the the Westbrook experiment uh, works out, then, you know, 
Why Which not? is a whole nother bag that we didn't get into today. I no. guess we'll have to save that for the we, next one. We, we can save that for the next one because that's when it'll it'll still be fresh because he'll just played a couple games. So, right, yeah, so, we are uh, we are pretty well over our our hour here. Yeah, at hey, this I, point. It, <laughs> sometimes that'll happen, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think that's all we got for everyone today. I think this is a pretty solid start to our new endeavor. What do you think? Yeah, man, I think it went really well, and uh, and I'm excited to see what we can do with this. And uh, I can't wait to to keep getting these out each week with you. Yeah, same, man. Honestly, this this is. Uh, I was I gotta admit I was pretty anxious about it at first, but getting into it and like having the back and forth going has has relieved that so i'm feeling pretty good about it yeah i think this is good man and uh and it's just gonna get better right yeah exactly we're still learning with some of the the technical uh sides of all this but uh you know i think we got something good here so i agree with that you stuck around for our 90 minute rant uh we appreciate you yeah 100 percent And we'll we'll ride this out till next week. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, this has been the Sports Circle Podcast. Have a good night.